Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually with podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff. You can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com or the Access More app. Money really makes us more of, of who we already are. And really what I mean by that is, you know, if you're poor, you're broke, okay? I don't have two pennies to, to roll together, but I have, yeah, but you're, a, you're a, a nice person. Great. Making more money is you a nice person with money. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor, we've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well, this could be your biggest breakthrough. Hey there, and welcome to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner. And uh, Wendy? Yes? You know, I was just thinking, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned. And um, (laughs) along with that, I'm remembering that all that glitters is not gold. Right. And a day late and a dollar short, what else can I come up with? Uh, Money can't buy happiness. You ever hear any of this? Okay, like what? Money doesn't grow on trees? Uh, I mean, yeah. do you believe all this mess? Actually, no, <laughs> not, not totally. I should say some of those old sayings have got some real truthful nuggets, but it would be kind of interesting to know the origin of some of those sayings and you know, a whole lot more of those kinds of beliefs that seem to have sort of ingrained themselves in us. Yeah, for sure. It just tells me that there are really a lot of views about money and what it yeah. means uh, and how to handle it, right? So would this be like a lead-in for our next guest, Todd? And does it have something to do with our 30-day yes, challenge? indeed. Both to yes. Yes. This, yeah, absolutely. Yes, because yes. we had a podcast recently, podcast episode number 66, mm-hmm. on how to have a breakthrough uh, in regards to managing your money. Mm-hmm. And so what it's we- Part of the 30-day challenge. Yeah, 30 days, we're challenging folks to join us in addressing these three major problems. This is just one of what we've identified as three most common problems. But today's guest is going to share with us his experience and his insights and his breakthroughs in his own personal relationship with money, if I can refer to it like that. It's a personal relationship with money. Yeah, absolutely. He is the perfect guest for today's um, show and for this challenge that we're doing. His name is Riley Meek, and he is the host of the King's Council podcast. It's a good one. If you have not listened, make sure you tune in. And he is the founder of King's Council Coaching. King's Council Coaching empowers individuals and families to create a proven framework of success built with the five power pillars of life and a deeper relationship with God. And that is the the key right there, a deeper relationship with God and all those five power pillars. But in the last decade, Riley has helped entrepreneurs scale their businesses, creating transformational wealth through his company, Social Dynamic Selling. Through the Social Dynamic Selling System, Riley has taken eight companies to seven and eight figures within the first year of each business, right? Each generating over 150 million in sales over the past decade. That's amazing. Utilizing his proven methods and strategies to build lasting relationships and lifetime customers, 
Riley is the man. He has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs gain clarity and create massive acceleration in their businesses and brands. And so we are honored and thrilled to have Mr. Riley Meek with us here on your biggest Riley, come on in, man. Hey, hey guys, how we doing? You know, <laughs> you used to be referred, this is past tense. We used to refer to Riley as the hundred million dollar man. Is that now, right? Yeah, we now refer to him as the hundred and fifty million dollar man. It <laughs> <laughs> keeps climbing. <laughs> I think that's great. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love nice. it. I love, I love it. it. Welcome to the show. And thanks for uh joining us on this um challenge that we're doing. And I know yeah. you'll you'll be able to share such great wisdom in this area. Mm. Money, so, money, money. You hear it all money, the time. Money, money, money. So here's here's what we love is we've gotten to know Riley. He really, truly, he's he's a man of God, mm-hmm. and he is on fire for the things of God. And uh, this is this is why we like to hang with Riley, right? Uh, but Riley, listen, take us back to the beginnings of your faith journey, because I don't think it just you woke up one morning and you're on fire for God. You know, all the biblical principles on money. <laughs> there was a progression. Right. So take us back to those early years, uh, even with your upbringing and and how that all came about. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you guys so much. I'm First off, I'm so excited to be here. So thank you for, for allowing me to come on this. And uh, I'm, this is going to be a, a great time. So um, if we go back to the, the beginning, uh, I grew up in South Dakota. And uh, for anybody that doesn't know where that is, it's uh, <laughs> right below North Dakota. Uh, and uh, Dakota is a great place to be from. But they're not a whole lot going on there. And um, I realized that at a young age, I, I, I started my entrepreneurship actually at the age of 15. Um, my, I, I had a, you know, a, a decent upbringing. My folks got divorced uh, at the age of five. Um, but I wasn't really, I didn't really have any mentorship in my life as far as what to do uh, with money. And I mean, I probably saw more things of what not to do uh, and, and took note of that. But at the age of 15, I took my first job. I thought, okay, I want to, I want to get a car. I want the nicer things in life, right? And I took a job, minimum wage at the time, five dollars and fifteen cents an hour. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that takes us back. And you're not that old. That's South Dakota. That's South Dakota's pay scale right there. Yeah, exactly. Now this was in the olden days, like in two thousand and one, two thousand two, maybe. So <laughs> good. Yeah, that's pretty far back. <laughs> Um, but I, what I ended up doing is I worked an eight hour. Sh- I ended up doing the math in my head and I thought, man, there's no way I'm doing that. And the reason why, uh, really what, what upset me from that, the, the, that I did or, um, just the, the overall process of working, but kind of irked me a little bit was the value that was put on my time. Not that what they put on my time, but mm-hmm. what I allowed somebody else to put on my time. And even at a young age, I, I thought, man, I'm more valuable than that. Not in an mm. arrogant way, mm-hmm. but in a way that I knew time wasn't money, right? Mm. We hear that saying time is money type of thing. And, and I don't believe that's the case at all. I believe, uh, you know, both should be serving us both time and money if we have that, that philosophy. And so I quit that, that, um, that day, my first day on the wow. job was my last day. And that's what really sparked my entrepreneurship journey. Um, but again, back to, I didn't really have a whole lot of uh, mentorship in my life. So I had to seek it out. And I, I started to uh, look for people that really, I mean, as basic as it is when you're a teenager, it's like, I looked for people that had what I wanted. And how'd you get that? I started asking questions like, how do you have a successful business? And ultimately put myself in in the right rooms, uh, surrounded myself with with the right mindset of people. Uh, or more of, of 
what we can do, not focusing on what we can't do or what we don't have, but what is possible. And that ultimately is what mold my, my mindset um, on all sorts of things. But, you know, since we're talking about money, really my, my money mindset um, and what I've learned over the last 21 years now, since I'm the ripe age of 36, uh, now what I would really call my the kingdom money mindset mm. and how that's mm. been able to, uh, how, how I've been able to operate, not even knowing it at first, but operate kingdom principles that I just, I've just fully know God has just been revealing to me over the last couple of years. Um, and again, why I'm just so excited to, to share this, this time with you guys. Riley, I think it's fascinating though, at a, at a young age, um, you started to ask questions that a lot of people don't ask till later in life. Yeah. And you like, were seeking it out. Yeah. You, were, you were trying to find the answers, the, the yeah. principles. And recognizing, yeah. you know, your, your value, which is really tough for some people. They typically devalue themselves as I know you've, you've come to learn that, but what, so it sounds like your driving motive was because you wanted to have a lot of money. Initially. Yes, yeah. absolutely. It wasn't even because money, money in itself, if we're looking at a piece of paper, right, that in itself is worthless. It's the value that we put on it, right? They, right. They're printing money like crazy right now. Right now. Uh, and it's literally <laughs> yeah. worthless unless we put a value on it. And so to me at the time was like, I want to, I want to, you know, date some girls, take them out to, to dinner, whatever it was, um, because that was my simple mind at the time. It's just mm -hmm. like, that's what it, I wanted to know what, how it could serve me in that process. And, um, and ultimately, thankfully God, you know, grabbed a hold of me, um, at a couple different times on my, my, in my life. Like I, I originally gave my life to Christ at the age of 15 in kind of this pursuit of wanting more, uh, not really knowing what a true relationship with Christ was like, uh, Dakota, it's like everybody, everybody's a Christian, right? It's just like a, it's just a way of life. Yeah. And I didn't understand that there was actually a relationship that could be had, um, and to, to intentionally getting myself out of the environment that I was in, I was up here in Minnesota, which is where we reside now. Uh, and I went into a, a, a church, a local tiny little church, like 40 people. I just started diving into the word of God, never done before. And it just started to really speak to me. And um, that's the, when I ultimately gave my life to Christ. And, and that was really just kind of what, what sparked this, this mission that I know that he's had me on. Um, not that it's been uh, all full and rainbows by any means, um, but it's been a journey that, that we're all on a journey, right? And, and it's one that it's, it's my story. Every one of us has a story, uh, but ultimately it's God's story in, in how he's able to things use us to tell his story and, and really, truly how we're able to now impact uh, generations and generations um, by, by just opening ourselves up and letting ourselves be available to actually be used. And uh, that's where these kingdom money principles have, have really impacted my life. Um, and again, as I mentioned, just what he's revealing to me. Yeah. You, you, you've had a money mindset, yeah. but it wasn't always the kingdom money mindset. And so yeah. um, praise God that that has shifted in you and in your family. And it's allowed you to have this breakthrough in how uh, money is flowing in your life to, to really build the kingdom. Mm. And I, I just, I, I guess the main question is because miss money, you know, mismanagement of money is a common issue with, with so many people. And so what do you think the main reason for that is? Why, did, why is it such a challenge for most, if you yeah. were to stereotype it or put like a, a stamp on it? What do you think that main reason is? Going back to younger you. 
Yeah. So if I go back to younger me, what I loved, and as an entrepreneur, most entrepreneurs probably understand this, that the, the idea of the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. And it's like the, the desire for, for more or, or seeing something kind of to fruition. And it's not even the, the, award, the reward at the end, but it's the process of going through it that was just something that I loved. So not even funny how this applied to my life, but this applied to my first marriage. Brill of the hunt, the, the day that I do, I check the box and I'm moving on to the next thing. And I can, it was, that's a terrible thing. I shouldn't have ever done that. But men are wired that way to hunt, right? <clears throat> They're actually wired that way, but it, it's putting it, uh, yeah, in alignment with Christ, right? Absolutely. And, and God's really shifted my mind and understanding of this. This is why you'd mentioned we've started multiple companies, eight different ones. Now, every single one of them we took to seven and eight figures within the very first of each. And that's how we've, we've been able to do very well financially. But it's like, why did I have to do eight? And because I would do one and it was just like, okay, let now what? I do another one, now what? Do another one, now what? And I understood that my the true fulfillment wasn't in these different companies. Cause I mean, honestly, I had no, I have zero passion for any of the products that we ever sold, more of just like taking it to, you know, growing something from, from nothing and, a, you know, checking the box essentially. And so it was always what's next, what's next, what's next. And money really, <laughs> truly only makes us more of who we, we already are is, mm-hmm. is really what I believe in. And what Say I mean that again, Riley, that's powerful. Say that again. Money really makes us more of, of who we already are. And really what I mean by that is, you know, if you're poor or you're broke, okay. I don't have two pennies to, to roll together, but I have, yeah, but you're a, you're a, a nice person. Great. Making more money is you a nice person with money, right? If you're a grumpy person, uh, it's just going to magnify it. It is ultimately the great magnifier. And this is really why why I believe God spoke about much in the Bible. I mean, literally over over two thousand references of money, wealth, and possessions in the Bible. Two times the amount of right, like He talked two times the amount of both of those on money, wealth, and possessions. And I, when I understood that, I realized, man, it's because money has power for us if we if we allow it. And right. and it really came back to you know we we can't serve two masters, right? We can mm-hmm. either serve God or we can serve money or, or mammon, which is like the, the power that we give money. That realization, I, I started to really open up my eyes and, and think about why I thought about money the way I did, why I I ultimately did it, but it was more so what what we could do with it and, and, and using it more so as a tool than actually as a, as a means to an end. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's ultimately been the shift that... Uh, that God has, has been doing in me here over the past few years. Well, we've we've been we I'm sorry we've been recipients of that shift because you are you passionately share biblical principles mm-hmm. about money and mindsets and what to do with it and how it impacts the kingdom of God. But I want you to go back a few years because I, I recall in your story somewhere when you started to make a, a lot of money in your younger years and you spent a lot of money in your younger years <laughs> and you lost a lot of money. Is that right? So yes. what, what happened? What created that 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 shift from being irresponsible with making a lot of money to becoming now uh, not only responsible but incredibly generous but with the money that you're making. It. Yeah, absolutely. So we we read in, in scripture that you know the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, mm. and most people don't even get this. 
just say pure money is the root of all kinds of evil. And I think this is why a lot of Christians have this negative connotation to money or that we shouldn't have it. Like as a believer, we're not supposed to have it because it's evil. Not what scripture tells us at all. Uh, it says that God, it's God who gives us the ability to create wealth. Hmm. And when I started to really dive into the, the word of God, it, that's what really became real to me because back to the love of money, that that's really truly it. I love money. And we there's so many people that love money in in riches, but I believe that there's more people that love money in their poverty. Because if you think of really truly what love, think about you guys right now. Todd, when you first met Wendy, fell in love, right? You like <laughs> yeah. loved her. Love. And so think back to that time. Like, what did you actually do? When I when I first met Ash, I was like, man, this girl is for me. I pursued her like yeah. relentlessly. Yeah. She blocked her number for me multiple times. But I was there. <laughs> we'll have to ask Ashley about oh, that one. Man. <laughs> But I, I, so I was hustling, I was grinding to get whatever it was in striving. my power, striving, toiling. Mm-hmm. And, and so when we have this, this love for money, we end up doing where we're doing anything possible. We think about it all the time. Think how much you thought about Wendy when you were, so, you know, hopefully you still think about her, right? You love her, Absolutely. But the person of her. Yeah. As you're talking pursuit. about this right now, Riley, yeah. your hands go into a fist because that's how we get, right? We get like hanging on so much. We're like white knuckled. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And that's exactly what happened to me. It's like, I loved it. I pursued it and it was gone. I loved it and I pursued it and it was gone. And it was so, and I really believe it's because of the love of money. So for those of us that we've all heard this, that, that, you know, somebody wins the lottery, not out of their own work or, or fail, but they're broke within the first year. And it's, <laughs> it really comes back to the management of money yeah. and which is truly why God created this was to manage, mm-hmm. right? We go back to Genesis. He created through the seven days of creation after all of creation, Genesis two, five tells us that God didn't even send the rain yet land was there, but didn't even send the rain because man wasn't yet there to work. Mm-hmm. He, he needed us to work the fields. That was the part of the, the plan for us and essentially to be his managers, to rule and reign the mm-hmm. earth. Right. And, and, when I, when I understood that money's no different, we're managers of, of God's money. And when we're constantly loving it and we're toiling and we're stressing to get it, it's so fleeting. And, and that's why it, for so many people, whether you're a Christian or not, that's why we always are, are chasing after it and, and mm. essentially why it's always fleeting from us. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. That's so right. And so someone listening today, Riley, might be saying, you know, all this makes sense. This is really good. But I, I just, I don't know where to start. How, how can I take that first step today to untangle the mess I'm in? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, whether it's just money problems or, or mindset around money problems. What would you say to that person of that first practical step to take today? First step, is it okay if I give the four kingdom money principles? Please, that, that yeah, please. yes. We can operate by these things. Let's okay. do it. This happened at the age of 24 is, is when I understood this step of, of tithing. I didn't really know why, but I was told I was supposed to tithe and I to literally like that, that. That was, that was pretty much it. That was my heart. Even at that time, God's been working on me. Uh, but I committed to tithing at the age of 24 and it was essentially set up as an auto draft and it just started to happen. And I didn't understand what kingdom principles were at that point in time in my life, but it was just auto drafting out of my account. That is the first year that I experienced seven figures in, in my business. 
Um, every year prior to that, I'd sold so many different things. I'd done numerous different businesses, but that was the breakthrough year for us, for us financially. And I didn't even realize it at the time. Like mm. what God's done the past couple of years is like just what he's used in my life, all my stupid mistakes, everything that I, I, I had done, not even thinking about it or, or the, the foundational truth behind it. He's, he's revealed to me. And so these kingdom money principles, number one is, is ownership. God owns everything. Amen. Yes. And everything. For some people listening right now, they're like, well, no, I built that. I did that. <laughs> right. Right. By the grace of God, you have anything but that you're even listening to this, this podcast. He owns everything. So we have to have that understanding, whether you have that understanding or not, because I do want to preface it with this. Principles are principles, are principles, principles. God created principles as well. And so while we oftentimes are praying for breakthrough, like God, let me win that lottery or whatever it is. He, he wants us to, to think creatively. Okay. And God is in the seed giving business, not the harvest giving business. So he, he was going to give us seed. He's going to give us ideas. He's going to give us wisdom. And what we do with that is going to be dependent on, again, how we manage that is going to be dependent upon what, what the harvest is going to be, what that's mm-hmm. going to become. Back to the principles, I started tithing, not even knowing that it was a principle, but it is. So first off, if, if you're not tithing, do it. I, I challenge you on that because it is the only thing in the Bible that in which God says to actually truly test him on. And, and he says in Malachi 3, it says that that tithing actually opens up the windows of heaven. So blessings will pour out upon us. Like, just think about that right now. Huge. That's what opens up the window of blessings. Holy cats. Right. It is, that's just a principle that if we yeah. operate with that principle, that's the starting line. Like that, that gets us the window open. Now, what do we, what can we do with this? Riley, let me just stop you for a minute because I, because I'm, I'm fascinated by this, uh, you went and took that step without knowing there was that promise in Malachi that God was going to open up the windows in heaven and pour out such a blessing you won't be able to contain it. And Jesus uh, emphasized that as well when he talked about giving. But here you went ahead and just started tithing, not knowing there was a promise attached to it. And I, I mean, I, I love that. And I want to reassure people that that's not your motive for tithing is because I'm going to get a lot more back now. <laughs> your, your motive was out of just sheer obedience, which I think is just a great example. Just do it. If God's word says do it, just go ahead and do it. And then you watch and see what happens. Out yeah. of an act of obedience and yeah. worship. Yeah. And that's exactly what, what we call. So the four kingdom principles is ownership, stewardship, worship, and kingship. And I'll, I'll explain them. But yeah. Uh, tithing is is worship. It's it's an act of obedience, hmm. and that's it. So it, I didn't even know know that. Okay, my heart probably wasn't even the mission at that time, but it was still a principle. No different than I say. I don't believe in gravity, but as I hold this pen and drop it, gravity kicks in every time. Principle is a spiritual law that comes into play, hmm. and so the the problem we don't. I again, why I believe God talks about this. We're so we got these tight fists again. It's like, mm-hmm. what, what did I do? What did I create? Our pride, our ego, and our fear comes into play when we have to give something up that we think is actually ours. And it isn't. So if we can get this understanding that God owns everything, yeah. Yeah. all 100% of your income, mm-hmm. and all he's saying is, dude, just throw 10% back at me. Like, <laughs> and, right. and it's not even, because he doesn't need money. God oh. created everything. He owns everything. He does not need our but what he wants is our heart in that spiritual act of mm. obedience. Yeah. And that's what opens up that, that window for blessings to ultimately be poured out. Mm. I love that, Riley. You're, you're, you're so spot on. And, and I think 
the word that I heard that I think a lot of people might really be feeling is fear. They're thinking in their mind, probably, I can't even pay my bills, much less give 10% to God. Like, how am I going to do this? So it's the the how and and they get all flustered with with the fear, right? So it's changing that mindset around it. So I, I love that you say, yeah, it's all God's and uh, do it, just do it. Yeah. And, and on that note, Wendy, too, I will challenge anybody on this thing. If you want to make your bills right now, so the con, the, just the thought of like, okay, now I have to do 10% more. I, I'm, I'm trying to operate, you know, my, my bill, my, the money that I make right now only accumulates 80% of what I, my bills that I have. Because first off, if you don't have money to tithe right now, you don't have enough money not to tithe. Like understand that principle. If you're struggling to, to pay your bills with the hundred percent, what you got to lose? Like truly, what do you got to lose? Just test God in this, stroke that check, swipe that card, whatever it is. And when we're talking about tithe, it's to your local church, your, whatever it is, it is guys, it isn't to me, it's to the local church, find it. If you need one, get plugged in and, and start to tithe yeah, and, faith and in action. start to walk, yes. start to actually truly walk into those principles of what, what he's gi- given to us, the, that ability to actually walk in those principles. And, and so there's ownership. Then the second one is stewardship. And this is money is simply a tool. That's all it is. It's, 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 and it has no different than a, a, I could have a tool of a hammer or a, a screwdriver. And it's, it's the value that I'm going to put on it. It's the use that I'm going to put it to is, is all it's good for. Okay. So right. for us to store it and to stack it up, it doesn't do us any good. We ain't taking that to heaven with us. We, we it, it needs to be put to use right here, right now on this earth. Amen. Now that there's wisdom and, and discernment that comes along with that. So we're not just willy nilly throwing money around. Uh, and that comes back to the management, right? Like as stewards yeah. that we're managers, mm-hmm. we, how do we steward this thing? Well, how do we manage this? Well, and no different than if you hire a money manager, my money to a money manager and just hope that he's going to not lose it, or that he's going to just give it back to me with what I gave him. No, I have an expectation mm-hmm. of it actually growing. There's, yeah. there's that added value to it. So <clears throat> the parable of the talents, when there's, there's one gets, uh, one of the servants gets one, one of the servants gets two talents and one of the servants gets five. Without that, when, when the master comes back and he, he, uh, asked them, you know, what have you done with it? The one who didn't do anything, who simply just buried it was called wicked and lazy man, yeah. Yeah. wicked and lazy from like, when I heard that, I was like, Oh man. I, so this is a tool. Yeah. I've got to, I've got to manage it. Yeah. I've got to put it to use. So th- I'm adding value to what God has given me. So even if you think I don't own it or I don't have enough given me, look at your hand, wh- whatever you got, there's multiple stories of this. What do you have? Give it to God and, and start to walk in those prayers and see how he can actually multiply them. How, how our worldly, because we operate by kingdom principles, yeah. right? There's the kingdom and then there's the world and they are exact opposite. I've, yeah. I've, I've yeah. found out real quickly mm-hmm. how I would, how I would try to get more and more when I started actually implement these principles intentionally. That's really where I started to see the, the, the next principle, which would be kingship, which is the lawing and reaping that one. First, if you're not tithing, sowing and reaping doesn't work. Right. Okay? If, if you're not tithing, that's what opens up the, the blessings for, to, to actually 
essentially lay the foundation for allow to allow you to actually sow and reap. Mm. Okay. And when it's sowing and reaping, this is above and beyond 10%. Okay. Tithing is not sowing and reaping that it is above and beyond there. So that's up to you. God's given you that money to, to manage. If you don't want to go above and beyond 10%, fine. You can, you can probably live a pretty good life here, get to heaven, but then you're going to be asked to, to be accountable yeah. for what you, what you were given. <clears throat> and the, the, the greatest words that I know that I'm going to hear when I get to heaven is well done, good and faithful servant. Like that is my, the whole purpose of me living right now is I want to hear those, those words the day that I enter those, those pearly gates. Well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. For sure. I, l- I love those principles. And I'm glad mm-hmm. you broke those down for us and just unpacked that. Um, I was thinking about, you know, when you were younger and you you sought out, how, how do I uh, make more? How do I manage money? How do I figure this out? Even though you weren't um, a Christ follower per se, or, or born again at that time. Um, but I think uh, some people need to hear those words that they need to still seek out even how to multiply hmm. their money because some people just really don't know. And they, and like you said, they, they end up like the, the one with the one uh, parable that had the talent that, that, or the, you know, the talents that just hid the money and kept it safe. And they think that that's doing a good thing. And so people need to be educated and put themselves <clears throat> in uncomfortable places kind of uh, so that they can learn and take a little bit of, of um, risk, if you will, that's um, discerning risk and, and sure. start to manage their money in a way so that it can multiply. Yes. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I, so, I mean, one of the things that, that Riley is devoting himself to is, uh, is contributing within the kingdom, not just financially, but also teaching others. And that's been a big role in King's council, the coaching group, and so good. all of those that are in King's council. And it's really interesting to see almost a momentum that begins to happen when you're around like-minded yeah. people Snowballs. who are believing and thinking the same things. And Riley, you've been very instrumental in, in sort of expounding on these principles. And of course you have to model them too, which is what we love. You're literally living it out and allowing others to kind of follow, you know, follow your pattern. Did you have a question? Cause well, I just, I'm curious because I mean, I know there's, there's so many different resources and you've grown and learned so much and you've been in a lot of different um, high level spheres of influence to learn about money. And obviously the Bible is the best tool, but is there, is there another like go-to uh, source that you, that you go to for, for your money understanding and uh, to teach people or yourself um, how to manage money? You know, besides Ashley. Besides, yeah, besides your wife. <laughs> no, you can't have that, Riley. <laughs> you know, God created woman. He had her in mind for me. That's for sure. Aww. Because she's been, uh, she's a gem. She, she helps me in this. Because I, I tend to seek uh, wisdom and guidance on this, but I just want to like, pulls me back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we talk about, then I usually do what she said. <laughs> smart Did man. you hear that? Smart Did you hear man. that? Yes, yes. <laughs> That's so um, good. Almost when it, just to piggyback what you had said, the number one resource it truly is the Bible. And and I think everybody looks to different gurus and you know the advice. And I, I was I did that. I, That's the I, answer I wanted to hear, by the way. Good. Yeah. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> yeah, because awesome. really the playbook of life. And yes. what I love, I think I just, I post about this. Um, well, I don't know if it's coming out soon, but I give my post to our social media guy. I just wrote this this morning. I was up and I wrote, um, cause it, re- it really hit me that the Bible literally are, are actually 
playbook of if we if we go in and seek it out. Now, some think we we are the most advanced piece of tech ever made, ever will be made, right? If you're mm-hmm. in the tech world and you're looking for the most advanced piece of technology, imagine you buy that and you just pull it out and you start to use it without ever reading the operating manual. We're going to fumble through it. We'll probably hit some bugs, make some mistakes, do some stupid things. We might have to reboot it every now and then, but we're never going to fully operate it at the potential that its manufacturer actually designed it for if right. we don't read this this owner's manual. Mm. And sometimes I think it's amazing when you read the owner's manual, there's always an 800 number on the back. So if, if go back to the Bible, if you're reading the Bible and it's like, sometimes when I was first started diving into this, I was like, what hell <laughs> this? Like, I, it's it's gibberish to me at, at, at first. And then I started to dive into so many different versions of it. Um, but then I, I was able to dial up in prayer the owner, the manufacturer, I got an 800 number and that's just asking God to reveal mm. this stuff to you. Like speak to me, Lord, on how I should so uh, good. seek the wisdom yeah. and, and, and counsel from him first. Yes. And the beautiful thing is that if that doesn't work, if you're still like, I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm not really sure. Cause this would, this would be me literally with any sort of something that I got to put together. I call the, the manufacturer, but then I'm ultimately, I'm going to have to call a, a contractor to come over here and help me put this thing together. And really what I believe is so important, if we're dialing in, we're prayer, we, we've, we've got the, the playbook or the, the owner's manual, we're dialing into prayer of God and it's still not making sense, call upon an independent contractor to come and help you out. Who do you have in your life, mm-hmm. mentor, tribe, community that you can come on and say, what does this mean? Does this make sense? I don't understand this portion of it. And then ultimately, we're going to be able to utilize this piece of equipment our minds, our hearts, our souls, the way yes. that God ultimately hmm. designed us for. Yeah, and and yeah. so that's good. it. Like the playbook, if there was never another book written in the history, we have everything that we need in the word of God if we're using it. But that's the point. We've got to use it. We've got to mm-hmm. seek first the kingdom, not just the kingdom, but his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto us. Preach it, Riley. Come on. Yes. Come on. <laughs> That's it. That's so good. That's and what, what I love about what we're hearing from you, Riley, is that it does not have to be that complicated because God wouldn't give us a real complicated you know, set of problems to have to work through. He instead, by his love as a father, is teaching us as simply as we possibly can learn by way of his word. And you mentioned earlier, there's over 2,000 verses that refer to money. So I mean, it's not like you know the Bible's silent about it. But I, right. I love the practical part also of just taking his word and then also finding a model. Who's who's managing money the way you wish you were managing money? And go get under their wing and let them mentor you and ask questions. And and just the other thing you said earlier is that you just you have to you have to just do it. Like when it comes yeah. to tithing, you just do it. You don't Faith try to think it all through and rationalize it. Yeah. Uh, and there's that's a big equation of making certain that when we do find this principle, we understand where the ownership is. We understand we've got great tools that God's given us to be good stewards. Then we just got to go do it. So love that about you, man. What I love about God is like th- th- there's faith, but faith without works is dead, right? Like I can mm-hmm. sit here and and say, I don't believe that. I'm just trusting pray a miracle like that is like my achilles when i hear people just say mm. i'm just waiting on god god yeah, yeah, you're going <laughs> yeah good luck <laughs> so good and now i preface that with sometimes their wisdom and 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 seeking counsel but not it's time to especially right now in today's age like it's time to go 
we've got to act with a sense of urgency, like no, a shift that's currently happening right now in the kingdom economy, this transfer of wealth that, that has been stored up for the righteous. It is happening right. See what God is going to continue, you know, with, with, with the King's council with us and, and ultimately where we're heading because we're operating with urgency. You kind of cut out Riley and I want you to preface all that again, because it's so important because we do need to be operating out of urgency. So just preface all that one more time, please. Especially right now, today's day and age, everything that's going on in society. And I know every generation's like, Oh, it's end times. It's end times. It's end times. But like, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's just kind of funny that, that I, we've, we've all heard that. Like, sure. I think I've heard that when I was eight, 18, 28, and we're still here. Right? <laughs> I get it. But I believe right now there's wealth happening within the kingdom economy. The, the, the wealth that's been stored up for the righteous, it's happening right now. We're heading what this God's God's looking for those that are, are willing to manage. Yes. It says back to the parable of talents. God gives according to our ability. What's your ability? managing what the little that you have right now, are you managing it? Well, mm-hmm. are you picking up that penny that's on the street right now? Or are you passing it by thinking that's worthless? Because God knows that God's watching that he's understands your heart. Mm-hmm. And I used to be the person that would think that was worthless to me. And as it's probably the least value to me right now, but if I see a penny, I'm picking it up because I know that that is an act of, of obedience. And I'm going to be managing that. And, and I want to be the dude who gets five. I want to, because I know, and I have no problem, no problem even saying that because I know that I'm going to steward that money so freaking well. So if anybody has a concern that they're not going to go ahead and, and, and we will, and but I'm, I'm, I, I jokingly say that, but I'm so serious because until it, the word of God tells us that Christ ain't coming back until everybody hears the gospel, okay, yeah. the gospel of the kingdom. And so I want to, I want everybody to hear that thing. And mm-hmm. when I read that too, I also realized like partly he's waiting on us affecting the amount of time that that's going to take. And truthfully, as before, I can't wait to hear those words. Mm-hmm. And, and if I have any ability to make them happen sooner, I'm going to do that. And that's, that's, that's so part of this, this kingdom money shift of, of what we're doing. But I know it ain't with me. It, it's not happening with just me. It's, it's a, it's a tribe. It's a unity yes. that are, are have these understanding of what this kingdom economy is, how we mm-hmm. can intentionally sow into other believers that that, that dollar is going to be tithed on. And this is somebody that's going to be tithed on. This is how the God of multiplication can actually work. It's no longer addition and subtraction. It's no longer checkers, but we can actually play chess when we start to operate within these kingdom principles. I love that, Riley. And yes, you are here for such a time as this. We are here for such a time as this. And we do need to rise up together mm-hmm. as the body and to um, to lift one another up, especially in this, this area of money and mismanagement. So this has been so, so good, Riley. I can't thank you enough. I have one final question that has nothing to do with money, or maybe it does. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. But what is one thing, Riley, that you could share with us that maybe most people would never know about Riley Meek? Like Don't he, you love these like, questions? Like he plays the accordion or something, you know? I mean, uh, like, hey, maybe, <laughs> maybe he does. Don't make fun of him. He no, might. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, we'll put oh, you on the man. spot with that one. Disclosure. You did put me on the spot. This is a, oh. a, a true test. Mm. Secretly, okay. Most people, if they if they know anything about me or heard any of anything, I make I make mention to three French bulldogs that we have. My wife yes. has three French bulldogs. 
Secretly, I don't mind them. How about that? Okay. All right. So you kind of act like they're they're a problem, but really you kind of adore them. You, you said adore it. Them. You said it all right there. I don't <laughs> mind them. I get that for too. sure. Ash can never watch this or, or listen to this. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll, we're gonna make we'll, sure we won't that tell her. Happen. We won't tell her. Riley, <laughs> we appreciate you so very much. Yeah, Thanks man. for um, mm. sewing into this podcast, your biggest breakthrough. And we know that someone listening is going to take away some of the nuggets that you shared and yeah. start applying it to their life so yeah. that they can um, just start to see the, the fruits of, of the efforts and have that that good, godly relationship with money. So thank yeah. you. Keep so the fires much. burning, man. Keep the fires burning. All right. Love you. God bless thank you, you guys so much. Take this care. This has been great. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh my gosh. So fun. You know, Riley, he just, he just knows his stuff and he's so passionate. He's and living it. He's living it. Yeah. He's living it. And, and it's, it's catching fire that his passion mm. about, about money and, and the way in which we are to, to build the kingdom uh, in, in the way that we all can individually, but then also collectively, he's just so passionate about well, it. Well, so, it starts, it starts with understanding these, these principles tithe, that God has laid out. Tithe. You know? And ownership and stewardship. Uh, (laughs) And again, it's not, it's not complicated. It's Mm -mm. just a question of, do you believe it? And will you do it? Yeah. And I think that pretty much sums it up for each of us every day in terms of our relationship with money. Are we, are we handling it the way that would really honor God? Yeah. That if you were looking over our shoulder when we're spending or when we're managing, whatever it is that we're managing, um, would it be honoring to him and would it be of help to others? Yeah. So let's go do it. Let's do it. Let's so this it. next 30 days for this challenge, how can this apply to you? How can you bring it into your world and say, you know what, I'm going to take ownership at least these next 30 days. And yeah. then hopefully it'll catch fire and it'll go beyond, but can you tithe more? Mm-hmm. Can you spend less? Can you uh, figure out how you can multiply the money that you do have? Can you go out and seek to learn mm-hmm. how to, to manage your money better or yeah. to save better or whatever the case may be? Do your part. We challenge you. This is the 30 day challenge and we cannot wait to hear from you yeah. and see how God is moving in your life because you are uh, on a mission, on a mission to, um, to break better through. this, to break through. Yeah. This could be your biggest breakthrough. <laughs> yes. Anyway, thanks so much for tuning in and share this with those that you know. We appreciate you so much and we'll catch you on the next episode. Blessings. So glad you could join us today and you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypat.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.